You're listening to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires, where we talk retirement, building wealth, and outrageous generosity. Grace is in Los Angeles. Hi, Grace. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Dave. Sure. What's up? So my husband and I, um, we're in baby step seven, but we actually skipped baby step five because we cannot agree on how to execute baby step five. Um, We have three small children, and he does not want to put money away for their college because he's concerned that um, what if they don't do a four-year college? Um, Maybe we want the money more liquid so they can use it for a trade school or something else of that nature. They can and use so a five. Tw- they can use a five twenty nine for trade school. They can use it for trade school, but what if? Well, I guess he's concerned that it gets locked in there, and then what if they just? Well, it's not don't locked. You can take it out. There's just a penalty on. You don't get to keep all the growth tax free. You get to pay a tax on the growth. You pay a tax on the growth. But the principal you would be able to keep. Sure, and you keep all the growth minus the penalty for the tax for taking it out and not using it for education. Okay. So and it's transferable to it's transferable to siblings. Okay. So what I guess what would you suggest we do in this situation? I mean, do we fund I would suggest he gets some three? more some better knowledge than he has, which will lead him to a different decision. <laughs> that that would be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's making he's making good, a, right? he, he it sounds like he thinks it's stuck in there. And Christina, 529 you can get too. Yeah, there's a lot of options with 529s. You can even use it for K through 12 expenses. So if you notice that maybe your oldest isn't going to college, you can switch beneficiaries and use it for K through 12, use it on another one of your kids' educations. There is a lot of flexibility in it. So I know it's kind of scary because it seems so um, concerning about if your kids don't go to school, but there's a, there's a lot you can do with it. But worst case scenario, yeah, I mean, just, worst case scenario, you mm-hmm. just simply cash it out. And let's say that you had put in 50000 and it grew to $100,000. i will just make up a number. That wouldn't be right. But let's just say, mm-hmm. um, let's just say, you know, you made $50,000. Okay. You're going to pay taxes on the $50,000 growth. Or let's say you put 60000 in and it grew to one hundred. That's probably more realistic. Okay. So you're going to pay mm-hmm. taxes on the growth if you cash it in and don't use it for education, which you would have done if it was just in a mutual fund, by the way. Okay. Oh. You have to pay taxes on if you put it in a mutual fund. You have to pay taxes on it. So, you know, the 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 only thing the five twenty nine does is give you tax free growth for education. So it's a Roth IRA for education in a sense, mathematically. So you can cash it out. You get to keep all of the money you put in, all of the growth, but you have to pay taxes on it and a penalty on it, like cashing out an IRA early. What is the penalty? I think it's fifteen, ten or fifteen. Ten or fifteen. Okay. It used to be, it used to be ten, and then it went up, and I think it's come back down. So I can't remember. But it's not. It's you know you're going to get to keep some of the growth and all of the principal, which is all you would mm-hmm. have got. I mean, what you're going to lose here is the penalty, versus if you okay. had it in mutual funds. So it's worth it. It's worth a try. Okay. So, is it better than in like an utma? Or? Yeah, yeah. Because an utma, you're going to pay taxes on once it gets to a certain size. Okay. Utma's okay. what I utma's what I use for my kids because 529s weren't there when they were little. There's no such thing. So let's talk about an utma because that's a, that's a really good discussion. Thank you for calling. Um, an utma <laughs> stands for UTMA, Uniform Transfer to Minors Act. 
in no case mm-hmm. can a minor under 18 years old do a financial transaction of any kind. They can't have a bank account. Mm-hmm. So if you go down and open a bank account for your kid at the local bank, it's technically not in your kid's name. It's technically an UTMA. It's technically has mm-hmm. their name on it, but it has you as the custodian of the account. Mm-hmm. Because children are not allowed to do contracts under contract law in America. Okay? So okay. You, you open a bank account, you do anything in a kid's name, you, 16 years old, you cannot, you know, you, you can't do a contract. It's not binding. So you go open a mutual fund in the kid's name with you as the custodian. That's all an utma is. Now, it's taxed at the kid's rate, which is nothing until mm-hmm. the mutual fund gets big enough that the income off of it is past their deduction, deductible, the standard deduction. Okay, and so you can get ten, twenty thousand dollars in there before you pay any taxes on it. But then you're going to pay taxes on it. So I paid taxes on the mutual funds that were in my kids' names once they got to a certain size. The kids did, and so it ends up with less money in the account because I paid taxes mm-hmm. than I would have if it was in growing tax-free in a five twenty-nine. And so there's really very little downside of doing the five twenty-nine. That's my point. That's why I was being smart. I like about it. <laughs> And well, so yeah, you're right. It, it sounds like that it's a better value. And then if they just don't go to college, because my husband's gun shy, his sister had four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt, and so he's very like, you're not going to have any student loan debt, <laughs> but you know, you're going to get you're going to get scholarships. And if you don't go to college, you know, you're not going to if you drop out early or something, we don't want you wasting it. So yeah, well, we can pull it, it out it, if they it, don't. It, it is. It, in the current environment, with higher education having lost its shine with the uh, epic student loan crisis and with how they've misbehaved during COVID, like they're trying to charge full tuition to do uh, e-learning from home, and you don't even show up at the actual location, and that they want to charge full price, and people are going, I don't think I'm paying that for that. And so higher ed's kind of got a couple black eyes right now, and a lot of people are going, look, there's a whole bunch of people got a whole bunch of stupid butt degrees that aren't useful at all. And so there's a lot of people worried about, you know, maybe for your – but I don't think you ought to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think there's a valid use for higher education. Is it for everyone? No. Uh, and before I get a master's degree for $250,000 in sociology, I'm going to go get a welding certificate and make three times right. what a sociologist makes. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, that's, you know, I'm I'm with people on that. But this idea that all higher ed is bad, we don't believe that. Right. Yeah, I would challenge you all to take that fear from the 450 and the bad experiences with higher education and turn it into motivation to save even more aggressively for the 529. You know, help set your kids up for success, have them give that savings to them so that they have it available, plus inspire them to go for scholarships, like you said, and be really motivated to own their own journey to higher education. Yeah, you're right. The the $450,000 in debt should lead you the other way to make you into a savings maniac. Right. Right. That his sister had. So, yeah. uh, But I guess he just he's paranoid about the whole process now. I get that. I understand that. I've that's why I'm addressing it. But, yeah, I, I think there's very little downside. And, um, you know, I, and I do think there's a huge value to a, a usable four-year degree. I, I, you know, all three of my kids, four-year degrees. Sharon and I, four-year degrees. Um, you know, my 
father-in-law is very, very proud that of his 13 grandkids, 12 of them have four-year degrees. You know, he's very proud of that. And he should be. He should be. That's very good. You know, and and so, um, uh, but, but, but again, we're not for useless degrees. We're certainly not for student loan debt, but, uh, but none of that's necessary. So all of that to say, we had college funds and we told our kids from the time they were little, this is your college fund. This is your college fund. This is your college fund, which presupposes that by God, you're going to college, right? You know, it's kind of like drilled in. It's like a little bit of a brainwashing thing here, you know? So, yeah. So I didn't have, I wasn't wringing my hands that they might not go because I really wasn't giving them a choice. Thanks for tuning in to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. To check out all our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. 